Right, we're going to continue a little bit um, what we started learning yesterday in Siman Sadi Dalid, where we spoke about facing uh, in the direction of Yerushalayim. And we said, even if you're in Yerushalayim, um, you face the Kotel, or the Beit HaMikdash. And if you're in the Beit HaMikdash, Daniel, then you face the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Is that a uh, to set it up? No. Um, set it so, up. so it says in Siman Sif Bet, Imit Ruach Mishal If he happens to be davening, praying to a to a different in a different direction, Yitzaded Panav Litzad Eretz Israel. At least you should face, you should turn your head. Right? If you realize, I guess once you start davening, someone points out, or you realize that you're facing the wrong direction, then you should turn your head towards Eretz Yisrael. Imu obviously, if you're outside of Eretz Yisrael. Vili Yerushalayim, imu Eretz Yisrael. If you're in Eretz Yisrael, you should face Yerushalayim. Vila Mikdash, imu Yerushalayim. And towards the Beit HaMikdash, if you're in Yerushalayim. Haga, says the Ramah. V'anu shemachzirim panenu lamizrach. We, us, that face eastward, we, and the Ramah is talking, and anyone know where the Ramah lived? In Turkey. No. Nope. The Ramah of Moshe Israelish, the Ramah lived in Krakow. Krakow, Poland. Where? Krakow. In Europe. So Europe is on, in, on the west to the west of Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, that's why we face east in, um, in Europe, because we want to face, because um, we're, we're on the western side of, of Eretz Yisrael. So now he says regarding, if you want to set up Bet uh, Knesset, if you want to set up your Bet Manush, you can't, um, you can't put the Aron Kodesh and the direction neged zrichat Hashemesh mamash kizehu derech haminim. You shouldn't put it directly against the way the sun rises. So meaning directly on the western side. That would be against, right? Meaning because the sun rises from what side? The west. East. East, right? So it can't be directly, sorry, it can't be directly on the, in the, on the east. Um, it should kind of be like where, I guess, where the middle, the middle ground, like kind of in between, right, east and west. Right, so. Um, there's a, there's a memra, um, I believe it's a Gemara, I don't remember, but. Um, it says, someone who wants wealth, if you're looking for wealth, then you should like tilt your, or like face a little bit towards the north when you dive in Shemun right? So like, um, and if you're looking for wisdom as opposed to wealth, or maybe not necessarily as opposed to, but if you're looking for wisdom, good morning. Um, if you're looking for wisdom, then you should face uh, towards the south a little bit. However, still, um, you should 
kind of face eastward because that's the you know ultimately we're trying to face towards that. So like we spoke about yesterday, um, the idea behind that. So in terms of setting up the the Knesset, there is significance to how you set up the room. Now there's also an important factor to to take into consideration, which is the just the physical constraints of the room. Meaning, if a room the way the room is set up. The only way or the best way to put the Aron Kodesh is in one place, then, you know, it's possible that, that, that there's Heterim for that. However, it's important to keep in mind if that, that makes sense for everyone getting up and davening in the wrong direction. So, definitely, our shuls that have that. Um, I would say it's not always, you know, I don't, I don't think it's Lechatchila because, you know, there are, like, you know, obviously it's, we're not talking about Lechatchila. Lechatchila, you should have it. In the, facing the right direction, um, and this way people don't have to get up, and it starts getting all confusing. Which way you know you start facing Shmonesa, people facing different directions, and the idea is to have a, a clear you know a clear space and a clear direction. And <coughs> in Sif Gimel we say and I would say this is to me a pretty important one. If you don't know what direction you're in, right? You're on a trip, you, you don't have your phone with you, you don't have a compass, and you, you, know, you don't know what direction to face. Um, so, Ultimately, what do we have to do? We have to have kavana to Abba, Abba Shabashamayim, to our Father in Heaven. Right? And that's really what this is all about. So the significance, and we spoke about this a little bit yesterday, but the significance about, of facing in the right direction is obviously important, right? We said, you know, you have to face Yerushalayim, you have to face the Beit HaMikdash. Why? Because we, we spoke about yesterday how the Beit HaMikdash was the, in a sense, the vessel, right? The Kli, which kind of helped our Tfilos go directly up. Um, and now that we don't, now there's, we, you know, we said there's some sort of iron curtain, which is not giving our tefillahs the, the, you know, the easiest time or the, the best possible chance of, of going up in the same way. However, we still believe that that place has Kedusha. So we're trying, to, we're trying to direct our prayers, at least in this world, to a physical kind of space where we know that there's more Kedusha there. But if you don't know the direction to face, then of course we have to focus on what davening is all about, which is Aviv Sheba Shamayim, which is our Father in Heaven. Um, the there are those who say that even if you even if you don't know exactly what direction if you don't know what what direction you're in you still shouldn't just meaning you shouldn't face only one direction so you should kind of like face one way and maybe tilt your head in a different way. And this way, you're kind of at least getting two out of four. Um, so you're probably getting something right, uh, or there's a good chance of it. Um, but, yeah, but this, uh, this idea that, that you know, setting, up your, setting up your shul has to be very specific is not just to the Aron Kodesh and to the direction of davening. Um, there's, there's a lot of halachos of how to build a shul, what's important about a shul, right? For example, it's halacha to build, to have 12 windows in a shul, right? 
Yud Beishvatim and so on. And, you know, there's all these inyanim about the shul. There's also halacha that the shul um, should be the tallest building in in the town, right? Now, nowadays that doesn't necessarily apply um, because it's kind of hard to hard to do. But um, in terms of in terms of like you know the I, I guess it was you know back then when there were smaller towns, not necessarily as big of a house, as big of houses, as big of buildings. Like that was an easier thing to do. Nowadays, you know, of course, you're not in control of you know building all the buildings, and you know you can't necessarily build a uh, you know I don't know high rise or shul or whatever it is. So, but the point is, is that the shul itself has a has inherent kedusha. Why does it have inherent kedusha? So. On a basic level, is because you kind of appoint it. You say, okay, this is a place, This is a makom of tefillah. So just by saying something's a makom of tefillah, a house of prayer, that already gives it a certain amount amount of kedusha. We also call a, a shul. We call it a beta migdash meat, right? We call it a, a miniature beta migdash. Why? Because we started speaking about this yesterday, where the idea of the beta migdash, right, was a dwelling place for God was for God, in a sense, that to have a place where our tefillos can go directly up, to, or directly to God. I don't know, up, right? Why up? Why not down? Whatever, right? Um, but Beit HaMikdash is a place for our tefillos to go directly to God. And how was that possible? Because that's God appointed, or, or created this space, appointed this place of Kedusha. And... He said, right? You make a, a mikdash for me, you make a sanctuary, and I'll dwell within, within you. And that will also give you access to me, and vice versa. Meaning, this is like a, a way in for us to, to speak to God. So, similarly, now that we don't have the Beit HaMikdash, and even when we had the Beit HaMikdash, the Beit HaMikdash wasn't accessible for everyone at every given moment, for every tefillah, Right? Not everyone, you know, lives in the old city of Yerushalayim. Not everyone could just go down to the Beit HaMikdash or up to the Beit HaMikdash at any, at any point. And therefore, we need to create a place like that in our communities, in our homes, so that we don't lose touch um, from, our, with our, from our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch with God. So our Beit Knesset, our Beit Medrash, takes, takes upon a little bit of that Kedusha that the Beit HaMikdash has, that in a sense where, okay, we say like, this is a place where my tefillos have a better, have a better place, have a better, I don't want to say chance, because we don't know what, what tefillos have and what don't have, and what, what does that mean in terms of, does it actually have a chance? Um, you know, we, we think on very much human terms of like, oh, you know, percentage, like, oh, so, you know, can I give it a percentage? Like, can I say, if you dive in a shul, then, you know, or in a, in a, place of Torah and tefillah, then your tefillahs have, you know, I don't know, 75% chance as opposed to if you dive in in a, in a house, then they have only 50% chance. I can't say that. I don't know. But the point is, is that we have to do whatever we can, whatever, you know, whatever we know of, right, whatever tools that we have, what Chazal tell us, that, that can help us in terms of being mechavin our tefillah, directing our tefillah in a proper way. And a big thing is that is davening in the shul. So, is it hard? Yeah, of course it's hard. You know, you're 
like what, you know, the example that I like to give is, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night, you finished all your homework, you played, I don't know, five, you played however many rounds of Fortnite you needed to, and now you're, you know, you finally get into bed and you're exhausted, and what do you remember? That you didn't have Marev. Right? So now, but not only that, you know that right next door or down the block, there's a shul that has a minion at 10.15. So if you get up, you get out of bed, you can make the minion. Right? How, how likely or unlikely is it that you get up, get dressed, and, and go to that minion? Now, I, you know, I don't need your answers, but I know that you know, I, I could say for myself, I can't say that it would be that likely. I don't know. I'd like to say that it would be likely, but I totally feel like that would be a huge challenge, right? And that's why you have to set yourselves up for success in that, in that matter, meaning you can't just say, oh, okay, you know, yeah, maybe I'll dive and maybe I won't. Like, if, if it works, you know, it's not one of those things, right? Because, like, you know, if you just dive in when it works, and if you just go to shul when it works, then chances are your tefillah won't be getting, you know, you won't be getting better at tefillah, which is, which is kind of, you know, something that we spoke about, I think, uh, a little bit back, a while back, is that tefillah is not an easy thing. It's not easy to daven, right? It's not just going to happen. It's not going to get easier just because you do it more often. The way it's going to get easier is if you work on it, just like anything, right? You know, if someone plays sports very often but doesn't really put any effort into playing sports, then he's not necessarily going to get better. He might get a little better just because, you know, by virtue of playing, but he's not going to... He's not going to excel. It's something, it's something you want to excel in, and it's something that we should want to excel in because the reason to excel in in this in tefillah is 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 every reason in the world, right? If we believe in a Baruch Hu, if we believe in God, and if we believe that God is willing to answer our prayers and give us our needs, then we should be get, we should be making every effort. Not not easy, right? Not simple. Not not. That doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. It doesn't mean that now everyone's going to go down to davening and everyone's going to be like, oh wow, I'm I'm davening every second. I'm not not even you know thinking about anything else. I'm having you know full kavana. I'm thinking about imagining myself in the in the base amigdash, right? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that the more effort that you put into to trying to attempting to have more kavana the better you'll get at it. But it all, has to, it all has to come from you. You have to want to do it. But I think there's enough reasons for everyone to, to want to do such a thing. So, um, yeah, so the Rambam and others also bring this as, you know, this is how the, the halach is, that you should... Um, you should always, you should try to put the Aron Kodesh in the direction that is facing Yerushalayim. And therefore, and, and this way everyone, you know, when they get up, they'll be facing that, uh, the Aron Kodesh, and they'll be facing the right direction. Um, the, there's an interesting Sheva Talevi that says, um, there was, Asher ir bebet ha-midrash hu-tzrichu la-asot Aron HaKodesh l-tzad mizrach mi-chosem makom. Ava makom ha-migdash not ha-ledromit bet ha-midrash. 
there was a shul where they didn't have space to build the Aron Kodesh in, on the eastern side, so they had to put it kind of like at the, at the southern, and, and the, oh, the problem is they had to put it at the eastern side, but really the base of Migdash was more to the southern side. Ve'irukama Talmidei Chachamim, there were a few Talmidei Chachamim that said, oh, what do you mean? Uh, you know, the, the direction is that even though it's even though the Heichal, even though the, the, the Aron Kodesh is on this side, we still have to face in the right direction. Okay? Um, however, there is a machlokis about this, how to be, how to be knowing Lamaisa. Um, I believe that we paskin. Um, I believe that we paskin that we do always face Yerushalayim, even when the even when the the Aron Kodesh is not facing Yerushalayim, we're supposed to turn and face Yerushalayim, right? So in um, in Ashrenu, in Israel, where I was uh, where I was teaching, we set up the base medrash. We had it first. We had it first set up one way, which was the right way in terms of facing. But then we realized that it's just not conducive for the whole the setup because it was kind of like when you walked in, you walked in in the front of the room and the Aron Kodesh was there. So we, we kind of moved it this way and we faced the whole room in a different direction. And, and then when we got up for Shemun everyone kind of faced, you know, back that way. Uh, so is it ideal? No, but the way the room is set up, it, it, you know, that's what it called for. Uh, so that's also important. What's that? Saying we had the Aron Kodesh facing the right direction, but it didn't set up, it, it wasn't good for the setup of the room because what happened was is it, it was in the front of the room, like you came in from behind the, the Aron Kodesh and like everyone was facing you when you walked in the room. No, in our Beit Midrash, you come in the back. There is a door in the front, that's correct. But yeah, so it was like there was only one door. So what we did was we switched it to the side, which actually made the room a lot, it made a lot more sense for that room. And then when we damaged Manasseh, we got up and we uh, faced the other way. So on that note, I hope you guys put a little bit more effort than you have been, maybe, or it's always good to put more effort into davening and have a great davening and a great Rosh Chodesh, Chodesh Tov.